Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello and welcome everybody to this episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today's show features Charlotte, North Carolina-based singer-songwriter Britt Drozda. Britt is celebrating the recent release of her new EP titled Seashells and Stories. Inspired by artists like Sia and Florence and the Machine, her six-song EP is filled with dynamic, anthem-like songs that marks a true departure and evolution in her songwriting. During the show, Britt tells the inspiring story of how she returned to music after a hiatus and confronted her fears to be able to be her most authentic self. We'll also hear three songs from the new EP. We'll hear Avalanche, the title track, Seashells and Stories, and Spotlight. So let's kick things off with Avalanche by Britt Drozda on Joy Sounds. It starts with flakes of snow Slide packed together and they start to roll Faster and heavier
And that was Avalanche, performed by Britt Drozda. And it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds from Charlotte, North Carolina, Britt Drozda. Hey, Britt, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And this is off your new EP, Seashells and Stories. Tell me a little bit about this song. I was finding myself in this like anxiety-ridden, fear-based climate, which I think a lot of people find themselves in right now. Right. And... I just realized how much that was holding me back and weighing on me instead of feeling empowered by love and drive and and made me think about how many things I maybe wasn't achieving or wasn't Mm. working towards because of that fear. And uh, I think fear in general is, is very much like an avalanche. It starts off or maybe it's just a little trickle of thoughts and then it can be completely debilitating. So this song is kind of about that and questioning it and questioning if you're really going to let the fear take you over. That's a very powerful thing for a person to just come to terms with. And mm-hmm. did you find that going through the process of creating this song and having that conversation with yourself. Did, did you have a breakthrough? Was there at least an avenue for you to kind of get past that paralysis that happens with this fear? Absolutely. I think so much of, you know, I, I am very into mental health and I feel like so much of working through um, anxieties, depressions, it, it's, it's identifying the thing and naming it. And then in doing that, you're able to just emote. And then there's this beautiful release. And I think like with my music, I, I think there's been times where I've been scared to put myself out there. Mm. And there's so much beauty once you let go of that and just put it out there. You know, Yeah. I feel like this song, I love it so much because like the power in my vocals, I think really starts coming out in this. And it's it's strange because I'm singing about fear and something really debilitating, but I'm it's like almost conquering it at the same time. So it was really just a really cool experience to yeah. record it. I'm hearing such a big sound on this new mm-hmm. EP, which is Thank which you. is an evolution for you. Yes, your sound is really changing over time. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about this. Has that been a deliberate process or has that been much more of an organic process just by your artistic expression? It's kind of been a, a combination of the two. I think as I've you know, gotten back into music, I took a hiatus probably pre-2016 and when I got back into it, you know, I just started experimenting and a lot of my sound was kind of folk rooted. And then as I was going forward, I really like the elements of folk and I love that with songwriting, but I definitely, I mean, I gravitate towards artists like Sia and Coldplay and Florence and the Machine and really wanted that vibe to come through. Mm -hmm. So I think it was kind of a combination of being intentional, but also discovering it in the recording process so much with Scott Jacoby up in New York that uh, it kind of came together really naturally. Yeah. Really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me off air that working with Scott, you found a way to sort of, uh, as you said, let your vocals go a little bit. You know, kind of, yeah. kind of the, let the emotional component of it just out a bit. I mean, it was so amazing. It was so amazing. <laughs> I feel like how often do you just get to wail or just not? You know, there's no judgment. It's actually encouraged to really let that emotion fly, and it was so much fun. And yeah. uh, he really kind of coached me through the vocals a lot, and that helped a lot. I gotta hand it to Scott. Haven't met him or anything, but mm-hmm. but clearly he established 
an element of trust as a producer because because oh, yeah. you take you're taking an emotional risk to sort of let it all out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was just a really natural organic process and I feel like we had several conversations going into the recording sessions about what we were trying to get out of each song individually. And I think that pre-planning just helped so much cuz I was able to knock out these songs and the vocals pretty quickly. I feel like he, you know, could get that out of there. So yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah. So did you record the record in Charlotte? So one of the songs I did, Rose Colored Glasses, I recorded with Jason Scavone in Charlotte, and he's been awesome. I've, I've recorded my previous albums with him. And my drummer, Jonathan Erickson here in Charlotte played on that. And then in New York, uh, we did the other five tracks and it was great. Seashells was kind of the first stab at recording I took with uh, Scott. And from that one, I was like, we've got, I've got to do this whole project up there. Ah, um, okay. So it's, mm -hmm. it was sparked with uh -huh. the title track, Seashells and yeah. Stories. So so yeah. how did that come to be the track that would tie this whole record together? How did you how did you arrive at it being a title track? When I first wrote the song and heard it, how I wanted it to sound in my head, and then I talked with Scott before that one went up, it just blew my mind. I was mm. like, this is exactly what I was thinking of, what I was going for. It's like he like pulled it out of my head, you know? And I think sometimes that's really hard to communicate. It's hard to get to that place. And it's hard to, even if you have that understanding, sometimes it takes a long time. And literally like it was a day and a half maybe that it just came out of nowhere. And I was, I couldn't stop listening to it. It's that's very great. rare as an artist that I think like, you're in the studio a bunch, you're hearing the song back over and over. And the fact that I was like, I was so pumped to listen to it over and over. I was like, we just, we have to do more. What an exciting moment, because clearly it's the sound, it was the tone, it was the energy that mm -hmm. set this whole project forward, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, then no wonder yeah. it became the title track. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That song is so special to me. I, I'm, I'm really glad that it came to fruition and... I don't know where it came from, but I'm I'm glad. Okay, <laughs> so uh, as, yeah, absolutely. Take it, take it when you can, right? Um, right. Sometimes you know you just get this like spark for something and the inspiration, and just when that happens, it's so like we're saying earlier, it's just organic and it's it's amazing when that happens. I I find sometimes when I write, I'll set aside blocks of time to go sit down and write, and rarely do I come up with a really strong song in those moments. It's right. the ones that just come in from nowhere. This particular one I've stuck with because it's, it's an idea that's been with me since, since like grade school. We studied um, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. And there's this idea. Um, I remember our teacher was telling us so much about how good Bradbury was at predicting like future technologies and things that would happen. And this image of um, there's a scene where the, the main character is trying to reach his wife and like trying to connect with her. And she's always putting these seashell radios in her ears. And there was one day that I was sitting there. I'm like, I had the seashell radios in my ear. I'm like, I'm not looking at anyone. I'm walking around like I'm in a bubble, you know, I'm, I'm watching multiple people are passing by each other and not seeing each other. And it just it kept gnawing at me. And I'm like, well, this is a song, you know, this is about people trying to connect with each other and not being able to hear or see each other. And it's something I really want to draw attention to. And in my own life, not wander down that path of just escapism, like being present and not just putting those seashells in, you know, I have two kids and I, um, 
I noticed even with them, I was like, I felt like I wasn't present in certain moments. And for me too, with that, it's, I just think it's so important and it's easy to be easily distracted. But, um, you know, this song is something that all uh, constantly jog me to come back to myself and come back to the relationships. And I hope it does that for some other people too. So let's listen to it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So this is the title track off of Brit Drozda's new EP, Seashells and Stories on Joy Sounds. And that was Seashells and Stories, the title track from the new EP by Britt Drozda. 
again, another big anthem song. It's, it sounds like you're just, I can hear that you're taking control of your music thank and your you. artistry in these examples, these tracks. It's really, really oh, cool so to much. see. Yeah. I appreciate that. You had mentioned earlier that you took a hiatus from mm -hmm. music and, and mm -hmm. I don't mean to pry, um, but we're <laughs> going to anyway. Um, so, so why did, why did you decide to step back? Yeah. So I had just kind of, I felt like um, I'd kind of been pursuing it for a little bit and developmentally with my songs, I just, I felt like I was writing. I started learning guitar. I felt like it was going somewhere. And then it, it just kind of, I couldn't see the direction with it. Got and it. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was in a band with my brother. That was awesome. We toured a little bit and, but we were in completely different places uh, location wise. And so I just, I stepped away from it. I actually thought that maybe my artistic passion was uh, better suited for the culinary arts. I became a chef. No way. <laughs> Yeah, I did in-home personal chef services and catering uh, as well as cooking lessons because I really wanted to teach people how to prepare healthy meals for their families. And um, I was really just inspired by, you know, I was over, I had a, a, a great trip over to Italy for the first time and I just saw how everyone knew how to prepare something. Even if they yes. were like five years old, they could prepare something from scratch and I wanted to be able to do that. So, yeah. And I wanted to teach that because I think it's so empowering to be able to do that. So I went into culinary arts and then it was funny. I was, I had my business, I was teaching cooking lessons and, um, and then I had my son and he was a very colicky baby mm. and it was a huge transition into parenthood. And I had a really difficult day with him. Honestly, he was a, like I said, he was pretty fussy. Honestly, now he's the greatest kid in the world. He, he's so verbal that I think he just really wanted to talk, but I was having a really tough day and, um, I put him down for a nap and took a sigh of relief. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was like, God, everyone tells you, that this is like the best time and these are the best times. And I'm like, I'm literally wishing for it to go by a little quicker so he can be older and I can get through this. Right. And my guitar was sitting across from me and I just, I picked it up and I started writing this song. It's called Let Me Hang the Moon. And it, it was about how amazing it was at that point in time, how he looked at me and I literally had every answer to his questions, you know, and I could show him you know, a bird in the sky or a plane. And it was just mind blowing and was able to really like grasp that part of parenting. And so I played the song and then it made me want to play a gig and I played a gig and I made it, um, a bunch of my friends. It wasn't the moms in the audience that were crying. It was the dads. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized I'm like, there's something in this song. It's speaking to people. I want to record it. And so it just kind of snowballed. And then I realized my heart was in music. It's always been in music. And I'm so thankful for my kids. You know, I have a, a daughter now too. And it's just like reinvigorated my drive to make this music because I feel like them seeing me in my element has made me such a better mom. I'm such a better parent. And uh, it's so cool to leave them with these things too. You know, mm. it's, I think of them when I, when I perform and when I get to record. And so I'm really grateful for that because I think there's kind of a lie that you can tell yourself, I think as a mom, you know, I think it's like, well, once I have kids, I can't, you know, I can't be that rock star musician, you know, <laughs> and then, sure. but it's quite the opposite. I think in my life and my journey, it's, it's made it all more worthwhile. And so I'm really thankful for them. 
What a moving story. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for sharing that with us. Really Absolutely. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And speaking from the dad perspective, yeah, we're softies. It's <laughs> it's great. Oh yeah. You can you can get us in a second if you if you guys you, are great audience. Oh, members. if you write the right song, we're we're just there. It's just we'll fall apart. We'll fall apart. Oh, yeah. I love that, it. That is really inspiring because um I work with a lot of artists who feel I feel like this very artificial pressure that like they're gonna be over the hill by the time they're 20. You I know, know, that's ridiculous. And, and, and I see them wrestle with this pressure. Yeah. And it's almost like there's nothing I can say to relieve them of that pressure and say, no, no actually, you've got amazing stages a- ahead of you. Did you experience that early pressure that, totally. made, that made this even more sort of a surprise that, wait, maybe even you know, later on when my life has even changed, I can have a shot at this, right? Totally. I, I really felt a lot of pressure early on. Even um, I felt like I was too old when I was graduating college. Isn't too. that weird? I get that or all the time. I so get, weird. Yeah. So weird. And I don't know where it comes from. I think because, you know, we do have these young celebrities to look to, so, you know, musicians that are crazy talented, too. Um, yes, they are. You're looking at that as your example of maybe what you should be or how your music's going to be successful. And what I wish I could go back and tell my younger self is like the life experience that you get, the amount of time it takes to just get in front of people and play songs and feel confident and comfortable. It takes time. I mean, it just takes time and there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, you might write one of your best songs when you're younger, but the performance aspect of it and what it, what's going to kind of bring you to your peak and feeling settled in yourself to really present like your art is it's time and uh, experience. And um, I just, you know, that's an, another reason why I'm doing this. I, I wish I had more role models when I was a little bit younger to say, there's no like stop date to this. There's yes. <laughs> no stop date. You can do this and take this as far as you want, as long as you want. And there's definitely pressures out there, I think, but it's, it's, it's what you tell yourself. So you can let that be what you're telling yourself and you're going to have to make it by X age or, you know, I think by learning that you can pick it back up. And I had a really, um, a a friend of mine, his mom said to me, it was when I was like at this inner debate and really struggling, I was just like, I'm cooking, but I don't know. I just, I don't know where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. She goes, who are you? Like, just who are you? Like, what, what do you enjoy doing? And I'm like, I feel like I'm a songwriter. And she was like, well, go write us, you know, go write songs. Why can't, <laughs> why can't you go write songs? It was so simple. It was so simple. And I had made it so complicated. I'm going to speculate. You can correct me if I'm wrong. That uh-huh. This is this is tied in a little bit to a conversation that we were having earlier about fear. Because a lot of oh, people yeah. have that conversation and go, yeah, I think I'm a songwriter. But for some reason, they go pursue something else. And I get right. the sense that it's like, I'm a songwriter, but I'm afraid to to pursue this. What if... What if? What if it's right. you know people don't like it, right? Is and I, again, I'm speculating, but was that no, was that an element so of it? Yeah, absolutely. There's this, um, you know, I, there's a lyric in Avalanche where uh, I talk about at the base of the mountain where I chose to live, and it, that lyric is about choosing to settle in a place of comfort instead of striving to reach the top of the mountain where maybe 
you're successful. Um, it definitely speaks to exactly what you're talking about. I just felt like I hadn't gotten there yet with my songwriting. And so maybe I never was going to. And um, that was such a defeating mentality. And yeah, a lot of it was rooted in fear of failure. Yeah. Now I'm just like, it's, it feels so good to just put your art out there and create and, you know, yeah, who, who knows? You might be rusty in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. you know, or maybe you don't write your best stuff early on. Maybe you do, you know, right. if you don't start somewhere, you know, there's a great quote somewhere that's like, if you don't start, you'll never know. That's for sure. So what does the future hold for you? I just want to keep doing it. Yeah. I, mean, I want to keep <laughs> writing. I want to, you know, this, it's, it's almost like, Knowing that I was able to do this EP and the sound that's just there, I have so many uh, new new song ideas, and I just would love it to be a cyclical thing where I'm, you know, writing, recording, playing, performing, you know, and just keep doing it. Yeah, I know our Joy Sounds listeners will keep an eye out for all of, you know this new material. Oh, please, I hope of... they do. What a great conversation! So nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was great meeting you. Too. Yeah, and uh, we want to wrap up the show today on a positive note. Oh and, yes. yeah, and you want to share with <laughs> us uh, a track off the new EP uh -huh. called Spotlight. Tell me about Spotlight. Yeah. So Spotlight, it's just kind of an anthem for friendship and an ode to friendship. And especially for me, it's kind of been this ode to the female friendships that I have and these women that have really supported me and in turn have made me so proud to be their friend and also so proud to support them when they're really shining in their element. And it was inspired by one of my friends told me like a very specific truth about her life. And it made me realize like how little I had kind of known her and also how happy I was for her to share that with me. Mm. And um, that's a direct she, line in the song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. And she literally told, yeah, she told me in her car and I was, I was just so proud of her. And I just saw this her true self come out so much more as time went on and she was just like shining. I mean, she was literally in a spotlight in her element and I was so proud of that and so excited for her. And so that's why I wrote this song. And then I realized in writing it that I could say it to so many of my really close friends. And there's also a line in it that says tears and fears and triumphs. Like I'm there for you in tears and fears and triumphs. So not just the great times, but also the the times leading up to that. And I just, I'm, you know, really lucky. I think when you find those friendships, you, you just got to hold on tight to them because they are so important. And I think uh, this kind of was a song that I'm like, well, I feel this way. I hope a lot of other people feel this way and, you know, can send this to their friends, you know, because sometimes I feel like, the reason why I write songs is to communicate something that's maybe really hard to communicate. And uh, sometimes it's easier to sing it than speak it. And if, if it resonates with you and you can't necessarily say it, and this is something you need to say to somebody, I hope that, you know, that's a gift that you can kind of pay it forward with. Wow. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful message and a great way Thank for you. us to wrap up today's episode. So <laughs> Britt Drozdo, what a pleasure again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. To wrap up today's show, this is Spotlight off of the new EP, Seashells and Stories by Britt Drozda on Joy Sounds. Do you know how happy it makes me to see you in the spotlight? Look at you, Jess, look at you, yeah, look at you. Do you know how happy it makes me to see you living your 
Subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.